0: most competitive guy i mean i would throw on michael jordan isaiah thomas oh yeah kobe bryant
1: it's basketball it can't be you know you, you can't overthink it
2: hey everyone welcome in another edition of king and foster on nrm streamcast tom asaway in our studios in farmington brought to you by tim hortons Make sure you visit your local tim hortons drive through because they're still open. They know it's tough with day-to-day routines changing, but you can still count on your favorite cup of Tim Hortons coffee. They're encouraging all the guests to use the payment feature on the Tim Hortons app in order to have a low-contact restaurant experience. You can also order ahead and earn points towards free items with Tim Hortons. We welcome in uh, our weekender one where you're getting ready for the NFL draft. It's going to be the most highly anticipated sporting event, if you call it a sporting event In a long time. We talked about Michael Jordan and his special, but this one I think is going to trump it. And we go out to the Bat Cave and Terry Foster standing by. What's up, T. Foss?
0: Nothing, man. Uh, This is actually a live event. It is. When's the last uh, live event, really? It's
2: It's going to be fun, man. I look forward to it. I know. Personally, I like it. I like it the way it used to be, you know, when you're sitting home during the morning and you turn it on at nine o'clock in the morning, it was on ESPN, and they did, I think they did at least four rounds the first day, and then the second day they finished it up. But I'll take this. I'm looking forward to the next three days at least. Uh, my, pa- my, my wife and kids probably won't be too happy, though.
0: No, but do you like the fact that they spread it out? I mean, um, you yeah, have yeah. Thursday, the first round, then you go Friday and Saturday, and it used to be, I think it was just Saturday, Sunday, and then uh, you talked about the draft on Monday. Now you do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you yeah. rap about it on Sunday
2: now. Hey, back in the day, cool. uh, back in my high school days, they did it like on a Tuesday morning. So <laughs> this is a complete difference. And we go out to Texas. I think, Jimmy, you still out in Texas? I'm still down here in the great love state it. of Texas enjoying all this sun. I love it, man. Good for you. The kingdom
1: no doubt. You God got your Michigan go. shirt on
2: today? What shirt you got on? Lean back. Yeah, I'm, see representing,
1: that shirt. I'm representing the big house. Okay, okay. This is our house. Atta boy. Um,
2: there you go. <laughs> All, All right, right, man. Are you going to watch the. I know you're not a big TV guy, Jimmy, but you're going to watch at least a, a, a few picks tonight?
1: Oh, definitely. I'm watching the draft. Okay. I mean, I want to see uh, what our Lions do. I want to see. Are we going to. I mean, I know the reports have been. Uh, we're going to take the D tackle out of Auburn, Derek um, Brown, uh, Brown, and yeah. uh, <laughs> you know we'll see. But I want to get you, your guys' thought about what they should do. Yeah. What do you think? Because, because my opinion, I like that pick of Derek, Derek Brown. It makes sense, um, but like I just don't think you could pass on two or just for <laughs> the simple fact of of. of, of of, of talent, and I know it's all in NFL is different. night, not like basketball. Um, you 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 usually draft for need, but uh, I wouldn't be mad at the Lions if
0: they took two of this year.
2: How about you, Terry? What's your take on on uh, this whole thing? My
0: take is this: trade down, trade down, trade down. This team lacks talent. Lacks talent on the defense. Uh, they can use help offensively. You can still use a running back. And I know Tua it could be a game-changing guy, but uh, you also have to stop the opponent's quarterback. You have to have a better defense. And until that defense is shored up, they're not going to do anything. So I, I like the fact of them trading down, getting extra picks. I, I saw one scenario uh, where they wouldn't even get a first-round pick, which I'm okay with. That's the New England way. Uh, they used to trade out of the first round and just gather up guys. It, it, it seemed to work for them a little bit. But I want to bring some talent into this team because it's devoid of it.
2: I don't know about getting out of the first round, man. I uh, I would trade down two picks, three picks at the most down to number nine. And I've seen some stuff with that. But I know, you know, the Lion fan in me thinks that it's going to Take number uh, take number three. No one's going to trade with us. And they're going to take the cornerback out of Ohio State, I think Jeff Okuda. And, and I'm not excited about that pick. I think he's a good player. I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. He played for Ohio State. But and, and you better – I'd like to see him move down like you did. But when they get in that second round, early second round, you get your running back. And there's going to be two or three running backs that are going to be there right for the picking. And I hope Dobbins is available from Ohio State. Uh, the kid uh, from Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor, is going to be there, hopefully, unless someone you jumps up and gets him.
0: You don't want Dobbin. You want Jonathan Taylor. He's much better back. He's big. He's Bigger. strong. He's fast. fast. Uh, I think that's the guy you want.
2: Well, I saw Not- Dobbin's a trash Michigan, so I guess that's fresh in my head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, there were some issues with defenses early in the year with Michigan, so – yeah that may not be pretty
2: accurate <laughs> hey terry back in the day did you go to any of these drafts uh no cuz they're always in new york yeah. um
0: so? i you know, they, they didn't send us <laughs> uh, i didn't go so you, no you I've know i went to
2: you, you know i went to a few right of course <laughs> <laughs> you probably you were know, the giants pick <laughs> booing the Jets and Giants pick I'm one of those crossover fans I like them both but the, the other day the other day ESPN put this video out of the jet fans and they showed them over like the last 30 years and all they did is like you see them crying in the stands and booing and there's never a pick that they love
0: you <laughs> you know what i it's funny you should mention New York New York I was uh looking up some New York trivia the other day all right. Do you know what bor- borough the largest park is in New York?
2: What borough?
0: Which one is it?
2: I'll go with the Bronx.
0: You're correct. Because everybody thinks the Central Park is the largest yep. park. In uh, New York, and it's actually there's a, some park. I forget the name of it. it's in the Bronx. It's the largest.
2: It's right by Yankee Stadium. <laughs> That's why I knew that one. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> good. Thanks for trying to stump me. Here we're here on a uh, King and Foster the draft night special, and uh, Jimmy, Hutt, what's going on out? What's going I've out? To,
1: I've been I've been to a draft. I've been I went to uh, <laughs> ironically the last draft that I went to was in New York, and guess who was drafted? It was our own Matthew Stafford. Wow. We did the uh, Good Morning America show. Um, The producer is a friend of mine. And uh, so I was backstage and uh, I met the, uh, I think it was the top 10 projected. uh, No, they had already been drafted, I believe. And uh, so they were doing the follow-up show. And uh, so, yeah, so I ran into him there. Let him know I'm a Dallas boy. Um I love it. You know, our high schools were rivals. Um so, you know, that's why I have an affinity for that young man. You know, it's it's we got some roots. We kind of crossed paths a little bit.
2: Hey man, I'm a Matthew Stafford fan. I think he's a a top 10 quarterback and I think unfortunately he hasn't had the right people around him to make him more successful. I think last year he was on his way and I know they would have wound up screwing it up anyway, but I want to ask the two of you. I'll start with Terry. <laughs> Let's face it, Matthew Stafford's the quarterback this year because they can't afford to let him go. they got to pay him. But wouldn't it be good right now at number 3 because you hope that you don't pick this high again to take the future quarterback and let him learn one year under Stafford? Terry, you're first.
0: I keep hearing that, and I'm going to say no. Here's Matthew Stafford's biggest flaw. He plays for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. If he... He played in any for any other team in this division, I'm not even gonna go outside the division, but in this division, he would have multiple playoff wins. Yes. He would have it in Chicago, Minnesota, and Green Bay.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Totally.
0: Totally. Probably plays for the stupid Lions.
2: All right. So you're the Lions now. <laughs> are you gonna take so Lions, are you taking me the air parent? <laughs>
0: Correct. And
1: that's, that's why I was like, it it really does make sense to take Derek. However, if you want to change the makeup of the team, if you want to shake it up and be like, Oh, well, then this isn't the same old lions and they take Tua, you know, and then they have a contingency plan or a backup plan to kind of spin out um, to build around him. That would be great. And I think uh, a lot of people would be happy with that pick, but a safe pick and a good pick also would be Derek. Because like like you said, T, you know, our defense, particularly at if we show up the front line, that's gonna help obviously the edges, and it's gonna help uh our quarterbacks or cornerbacks be a little bit more uh, efficient. So taking this pick, and if he is good as advertised. Um he's not a big uh sack guy, but he's a he's a pass rusher. So if 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 he's able to change the game and give us uh, some good solid um, playmaking up front, that can change the dynamic of the defense too.
2: Go ahead, Terry.
0: Here's the, I don't understand how come people don't like Isaiah Simmons. This guy you could play him all over the place, jack of all trades. Very he's probably the most athletic guy in the draft. Very fast, mean. Uh, I would love to have a guy like that uh, in Detroit.
2: I have nothing against him. I really have nothing against Okuda or Brown or any of those guys. I just don't want to take any of them at number three. I need. Right. You, if I you're picking at issue. three, man, the last time they picked at the three, they took Barry Sanders. I want a guy yeah. like that. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Absolutely. You, you need, need have- a yeah. You need a, a game changer, real a, a guy that's going to have an impact immediately. However, this is a unique situation with two and his injury. But he's one of those players you listen to, well, really just the eye test. And Nick Saban um, obviously is one of his players, but he really praises this kid like I've never seen. And uh, if everything's true and and advertised, um, it's a tough pass. And, again, you talk about, you know, the Lions and – historically what have they done? This will be another bad look if it doesn't work out. So what are you gonna do? If I was in that draft uh room today,
2: I'm
0: taking two.
2: I like it. I like it. Terry Foster, yeah. are you taking you know what, him or they, not?
0: You
2: know, here's
0: it this is the, the catch twenty two. If two goes to any other team he's gonna be an all pro.
2: Right, I know if he
0: puts <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> Yeah, I know he's be in the all the time. We're gonna saying, why'd they take this guy? He's fragile. Oh, be the smartest man in the room. <laughs> For his sake, let him go elsewhere.
2: You know he doesn't want to come here. I hate, I hate
0: that. that. I so <laughs> hate that. But, well, you, but you're right. I hate it. I hate
1: it. I hate it. And you, You're right. And that's the reason why I'm sitting up. I'm really trying to like talk myself into this because I was telling my, my parents earlier this morning. I'm like, I don't want to. Today is supposed to be a happy day. Today is supposed to be a great day. I'm excited, but I feel like the Lions are going to mess this up.
2: My stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I know it because Terry hit it on the button, and I've said it a million times. We've all said it. We're gonna make, it's going to blow up on us. It doesn't matter who we take. And if this thing was in Vegas and they were at the Bellagio Fountains, I told you this before, our pick would probably have jumped into fountains. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jimmy, hey, I, remember, I remember that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's not in Vegas; it's in Roger Goodell's basement. And the way we're looking right now on the screen is the way it's going to look tonight. It's just there's a lot that could go wrong tonight with with this draft. I mean, look at us. I mean, half the time this doesn't work. Half the time, how are they going to draft? If you know if they want to make a trade or whatever, it's gonna. I can't <laughs> wait to see what happens today. It's gonna be like a train wreck. More money than we do.
0: Yeah, I know. NFL the has more money than we do. <laughs> They've been testing it out. I think everything's gonna be okay tonight.
2: I certainly can hope go so. We
0: in, uh, in the commissioner's basement, man.
2: Yeah, especially when he makes forty million a year, he's got to have a hell of a basement. Right. It's, it's actually. Well, it's i that
1: think great. He, i think- yeah, they got the cables everywhere. TV. He 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 did a walkthrough through the basement. Um, showed the seat that I guess he'll be sitting from the monitors of which he'll be uh, calling off the the draft draftees. Yeah. So
2: the the other night, They're you guys ready. are gonna laugh at They're me, ready. but I got stuck a little bit on the WNBA draft. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I just oh, wanted man. to see what it would look like. And they did the, you know, the television. They did the, uh, the video conferencing, and you saw a lot of the girls. They're there waiting to go on, and they're fixing their clothes, and they're fixing their hair, and they're playing around. I just, I know something's gonna, something's gonna blow up tonight. I just know it. It'll probably be at pick three. How, that, how that, did the
0: WNBA draft yeah. go off successfully? Yeah, it okay, went off successfully. It's gonna go off successfully. All right, if we but, can do it, so can the NFL.
2: All right. We're here on King no and crack. Foster. Tom Azoy in our studios here at the NRM headquarters. All right. We got the NFL draft tonight. But the other day, again, we're going to bring this up again. It's uh, with the Michael Jordan special. And since then, we've had a, a, a few guests on. And we're going to try to get Isaiah Thomas on here eventually. But next week is when it starts, uh, this Sunday, when the bad boys come to town. And we take you back to Chicago Bulls and the Detroit Pistons back in the day. Terry and uh what do you got? What do you, what do you what do you think they're gonna show coming up on Sunday?
0: Well, with the Pistons, they're gonna show them knocking Michael Jordan on his ass. They're gonna show them being thugs. Here's what they're not gonna show. They're not gonna show Michael Jordan in the end zone seats, dogging the Pistons, how they're saying how he's saying they're bad for basketball. Everything they did was um a joke uh bad champions they shouldn't be champions and good riddance we're not going to see that all we're going to see is the pistons losing to them and walking off the floor pissed off that's what we're going to see
2: now jimmy you lived through it and you told us the other day how you guys practiced against them man that that's still to me uh that is really that's something special man that you got to keep with you what are you looking forward to okay. sunday
1: for sure, for sure. Spending time with those guys and learning from the best of the best. You know, remember those that Piston team beat Boston. That great Larry Bird team. It beat Magic. And the Lakers and that Showtime team, they beat Michael Jordan. So three of the top, you know, 50 players of all time and three of the top maybe five players of all time, Isaiah Laura Thomas and that Piston <laughs> squad beat so, you know, they this sort of documentary,
0: huh? They they sort of beat Magic. He he hurt his hamstring in game two, so he wasn't there at the end they, to get swept.
1: Injuries part of the game, right? Correct. But he still they they won. And 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 Magic, you know, in in a lot of people's eyes, was was the guy who, who uh the league. Was chasing even Michael in his own words. He he felt that if he be- beat MJ MJ Magic, um, then his critics will be silenced. So, you know, he was a unique player, a six ten point guard, like just unheard of, unheard of. We we thought we would never see that again, and and we haven't really. I mean, there's been a few. There's been a you know T Mac and uh, Jalen and you know, a few other six, eight uh point guards, but nothing like magic.
2: No. Now, Terry, I want to ask you this, Terry. Who all right, go ahead? Who blackballed Isaiah off the dream team? Give me the give me give me the whole story. How does he not make that team?
0: I, I think, you know, everybody blames Michael Jordan. I think the real culprit in this is Scottie Pippen. He wanted nothing to do with Isaiah, wanted nothing to do with the Pistons. Pippen didn't want Rodman on their team. And they had to talk him into it. So I think he was the main guy. Uh, Michael, you know, this is my boy. I'm going to go along with him. And so he ends up being the the scapegoat because he's the most popular guy on that team. And I also think a secondary was Jordan and uh, Magic Johnson because Isaiah and Magic, after the kisses and all that stuff, they ended up trying to kill each other in that uh, series. And um, so uh, I, I think Magic felt this way. We're gonna win it anyway. We don't need him. If they really needed Isaiah Thomas to win that gold medal, he would have been on that team. Right,
2: he would have been on the
0: team.
2: That's sickening to me, and I I didn't root for them. How about that? I did not root for that dream team as an American basketball fan. I didn't give a damn, and I didn't. I hardly watched the other dream teams after that one. To be honest with you, I rooted for the other teams. I like college players first of all. Playing, I'll say that. Jimmy? Well, but if, if,
0: if everybody else can play their pros, why do we have to play college players?
2: I just thought our the college U.S. players were better than their pros. I thought our college players were better than their pros.
0: Well, not recently they weren't.
2: No. Jimmy, would you have it, liked to have played in the Olympics?
1: I did. But let me – let's go back to um, that 90 90- – that first dream team I didn't watch the team either as, as great as that team was because I I didn't it was there was no challenge entertainment in, in, in 30 40 point blowouts
2: right
1: <laughs> there was no entertainment in that it wasn't a game so I I think I literally only watched a game and a half uh, during that stretch and uh watched a couple of highlights I knew you know they were going to blow everybody out um, but as far as Isaiah making the team, of course, he should have been on that team, no question, hands down. But the argument is, is that you have the top stealer and assist uh, getter at that time in, in NBA history. So regardless of, of of the argument that we can make for Isaiah, it was just as easy to have an all-time leader and an assist and steals, you know what I mean. So, so, so the narrative, or if you look on paper, you could be like, "Oh, well, yeah, sure. Like, why wouldn't he be the starting point guard?" But um, of course, you know, with Zeke on that team, they would have won. I mean, what are you gonna do? They would have won by sixty. <laughs>
2: you
1: know, I mean, it's, it's it's incredible because the mentality that Zeke brings is is the dog mentality. That's you know, like little man, you know, I, I, I'm here. You're going to feel me. You're going to see me. And at the end of the day, you can't beat me. And, and if you want to take it to the streets, we could take it to the streets, even in my stature. So that's what I love about Isaiah. And that's what he brings to the team. That's what make him who he is. And that's why a lot of people didn't like it. They didn't know how to, and Terry, we talked about this before. You know, I I had my uh, – me and Isaiah bumped heads before. You and Isaiah bumped heads before. But after that, you have a conversation man to man. You find out there's a lot of commonality between each other. And then, you know, there's a lot more understanding. Other NBA players, they're not built that way. Scottie Pippen wasn't built that way when he first started. So for him uh, to, you know, not want Isaiah on that team – and and other players, I can I can see that.
0: Well, Pippen, great player, but a little bit of a baby and prima donna too. Uh, and mostly, when I was dealing with NBA players or any other professional athlete, if they were really mad at you, you know, pretty much they said "fuck you," we're not we're not going to speak again for a very long time. When me and Isaiah bumped heads, uh, after we got through the initial, you know going at each other, he said, we're going to be in Chicago for the playoffs. Uh, here's my hotel suite at the Ritz-Carlton. Let's talk about it. And we, we, I was in his suite for three, three and a half hours talking about our lives, what happened, why we were disagreeing, how we could get along, what's our relationship going to be like that after that. He really wanted to know more about what I did. And, I, of course, I'm always curious about you know, what goes through a professional athlete's mind. So he's different from that aspect that we got to know each other because of a disagreement.
1: You know, he's from the mean streets with Chicago, the west side. He was fighting to eat every day, trying to find places to eat. So that mentality, when he, he, <clears throat> he come across with Scottie Pippen, who sits out because he has a migraine. Hey, watch that migraines, a, migraines uh, are bad no 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 I know I know migraines are serious all I'm saying is is that I'm talking I'm speaking from the mentality the game of basketball okay if you break a finger you got a bruise or whatever sure. scratch whatever cut whatever you're going to play yeah. same thing migraines from a basketball standpoint I know I'm just giving you the grill in the locker room I don't care how bad that headache is dude you got two hours get
0: over it Hey, brother, I got something for you. He did not have a migraine. Stop it. There you go. And there you go.
1: Why do you say that? Well, I remember vividly that the Pistons used to crumple Michael Jordan up in the lane and throw him like a rag doll. And then when they see they, they could do that to Jordan... When They started doing that to Pippen, it only took one time. And I remember, I think it was Mahorn that hit him when he went to the lane. He wasn't, he, he didn't play after that. He was injured, he had migraines. Every time they played the Pistons, he would play other squads. But when they played the Pistons, the migraine came back.
2: That's funny, that's yeah. cool, man. I hope they say that. I hope they bring that up in the no, uh, final this dance. Chicago I know this is Chicago they Bull. They
1: they're not going to. They're not going to say that. I know. that. Just like they're not going to talk about uh, Michael Jordan in the end zone talking about the Pistons, because I
0: remember that as well. They might. They might do one. that.
2: They might do if that. They show it, if they
0: show it, I will be satisfied if they show that. I'm. I'm just gonna say right now. I just don't think they're gonna do it. They're just gonna say, well, the Pistons were bad sports. They lost, so they walked off. But I, I I really think what Michael Jordan did in the end zone seats, not only did he dog the Pistons, but during that time, he destroyed the Pistons. He reminded the league and the refs, they were tough, they were physical, and uh, that's not the type of game he wanted to play from that point on. Everything cleared out from then on. The, the biggest Jordan rules at that moment was the NBA stepping in, allowing him to walk a little bit, making sure you didn't get hurt. Uh, he got the Wayne Gretzky treatment in the NBA.
2: <clears> yeah, <throat> no doubt. And we'll talk more about this coming up. Uh, we'll make Jimmy King for a day as well. But we have to wrap this edition up of King and Foster. You guys stay right where you are. You're looking good. We'll come right back to you. Tom Mazzaway in our studios in Farmington. It's King and Foster on NRM Streamcast.